Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, life coach and psychotherapist, Nikki Eisenhower. And on today's episode, I'm discussing why it's a rude awakening. I've been thinking about this term a lot lately, a rude awakening. Isn't that interesting that that's the term? It's not a kind awakening. It's a rude awakening. If you resonate with self-development, spiritual betterment, letting go of what no longer serves you and leaning into what does, this awakening doesn't feel like rays of sunshine shining down upon you with the voices of angels singing and birds chirping. My awakenings, and this is plural, because we expand layer by layer, not just one. My awakenings, they have felt rude. In this age of overusing the term offense or offended, I can honestly say my awakenings have been offensive. I remember my sexual abuse memories coming back to me in a flood one night and knowing with every fiber of my being that my abuse was real and true. That awareness, that awakening of consciousness felt damn rude. That information came over me like an ice bucket dumped over my head. My gut cringed as I realized there was no turning back. There was no acting like this rude awakening hadn't just happened. My stomach sank. My heart sank. My mind raced. This secret was gonna come out, and I knew it. Leaving both of my former marriages felt similar. Like a slap in the face, like a moment of just, I can't go back, I can't unknow this knowing of I must move on. Going no contact with my family after attempts at reconciliation, after attempts at boundary negotiations, I had a rude awakening. 
that I had to accept that they didn't understand. They didn't want to understand. They weren't interested in putting in the work that it takes to understand. And realizing where I was powerless to make people that I loved and still love meet me halfway, partway, or any amount of way, it hurt. I loathed the energy of these awakening moments, the rudeness of these awakenings. Why it feels so rude is because an awakening makes us realize things differently. And then our psyche requires us to act differently from that knowing. This is not comfortable. The human ego resists change because change means dealing with the vulnerability of stepping into the unknown, of meeting ourselves in situations that are unfamiliar as we deal with the new knowledge from the awakening that basically says, hey, the familiar no longer works. Maybe it never did. The familiar may be toxic, dysfunctional, or unworkable, and I must find new ways. Just because we have that awakening doesn't mean that a new healthy way of being falls out of the sky and lands in our laps. When we say that therapy is work, this is exactly what we mean. We work through these awakenings. We embrace the discomfort of what's coming. No wonder it feels so rude. These realities make us a beginner at something because we have to try something new, something different. At a point, I had no idea what I was doing confronting the secret of childhood sexual abuse in my family. I had no scripts. I had no models. I was very young. I was raw. I was having life-crippling post-traumatic stress symptoms. I was dissociating. Of course I was. I was still surrounded by people that were putting lots of effort towards master manipulating me out of my mind and out of my awakening, out of my newness to just stay the same and shut up and stop making everybody else around me uncomfortable. So often as we go through an awakening, the feedback around us isn't good for you. Yay, that must be hard. Do you need any help? It's how dare you change and make me uncomfortable. A message of you better stay the same. This is why an awakening takes courage and takes support. Another reason that an awakening feels rude is that we realize during our awakenings that we're the only one who can change. I am the only one who can change the things in my life that an awakening shows me needs changing. At first, with a lack of coping skills, this feels heavy, like 10,000 pounds of pressure. We can feel desperate, overwhelmed, lost, frantic, trying to figure out what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how much. I had to do the best that I could at the time. That's it. That's all that's available is that we can do the best that we can do in any one given moment. You in your own life and in your own awakenings are now and will be tasked with the challenge to do the best that you can do at the time. Our perfectionistic gremlins love this about an awakening and they love to kick us when we're down. Highly sensitive people tend to beat themselves up. The saying is hindsight is twenty twenty. 
right? Which means now in the present moment, now that I'm older, now that I'm wiser from the experiences I've had, now that I'm wiser from the experiences I've lived, the help and advice I've ascertained, I can look back and see how poorly I handled that. This is something that we do to ourselves that is so unnecessary and yet so common. This is the sneaky bastard of the critical voice, faking, masking, sounding sort of reasonable, but is entirely unreasonable. It's exactly right that you, me, and all of us, we know more now than we did before. This is the order of things as we evolve that we learn. And when we know better, we can do better. It is completely unnecessary that we look back with hindsight and beat ourselves up for what we could not have known back then, but do now. What if you accepted that the way you did it before, even if you look back and give yourself a grade of a D or an F, that what you were doing was your very best to get through? What if you didn't beat yourself up for what you didn't know back then? And what if you instead celebrated how much you know now? What if you celebrated that if you got to do it over again, you could and would do it differently, but you can't. So you do the work to accept however you did it before, no matter how messy, and let it go. Holding on to your hard-earned wisdom for the next rude awakening, the next challenge. Because you are evolving into someone who refuses to sweep it under the rug. Maybe this is the only way that we have control. To let go of the past, to let go of our younger way of being. And to help ourselves own that we can do much better the next time and the next time and the next time. Maybe this is all of our power to make the next awakening less rude and more of a kind awakening. As we step into the personal responsibility of an awakening, we really start to get clarity on our internal locus of control versus external. And that's just a fancy way of saying that outside life may always be challenging. That's an external locus of control. My power, my freedom, my peace is available to me when I use my energy to fine-tune my internal locus of control. When we own our internal locus of control, whatever waves of stress that life sends our way that can sometimes feel endless, despite that endless possibility of continued stress, we own our power to cultivate peace to cultivate more ease on the inside of us, not waiting for the outside world to get easier on us, taking our power to make our internal process easier. That's true power. When we do this, when we embody this, when we understand that this is what we have the opportunity to practice with what's hard in life, we more so flow like water around obstacles Because we own that our internal personal responsibility is most powerful when we are using our energy towards a positive mindset. When we are looking at our core beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves and the habits we allow ourselves to create, to perpetuate, and to sustain, this is our power. 
The greatest example of this in action is in someone with a terminal illness diagnosis. Victim mindset and external locus of control gives personal power away, and it is a lifestyle of powerlessness. This sounds like, why is this happening to me? The world is out to get me. What is the point? I might as well lay down and give up. Now, almost everyone in the human condition will have a moment, will have to take a beat to feel victimized by bad news. This is the ultimate bad news to get a terminal illness diagnosis. We might have to sit there and pout. We might need to give ourselves a moment to sit on that pity pot. Victim mentality stays there. Victim mentality buys property in that victim neighborhood, camps out on that pity pot. If you've ever known anyone to get a terminal diagnosis, and it's like their light turned up, They have their feelings, they sit on that pity pot for a moment, but they know the internal locus of control wisdom. They know where their power is to shift to gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, a dedication, a mindset, a determination to make the very best of their time left. There's a reason that that is so overwhelmingly inspiring because despite the worst news, you will soon die. News that deserves victim mentality almost above all else. And to choose otherwise is so life-affirming, is so brave, is so honoring, and so powerful. Nothing brings on an awakening like a death sentence. I am a better person for having been able to witness such light-filled souls on my path I keep them alive with me by living from the wisdom that they showed me by choosing to control what they could and to live well as long as they could by finding gratitude for each moment in each day and saying no to all victim mentality and drama. What starts as a rude awakening becomes a spiritual experience, y'all. Hi, everyone. It's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money... You own your life. This show, Emotional Badass, it's the culmination of so many of my own rude awakenings. And I never could have known that in the pain of those rude awakenings. I know it now. When we travel through the rudeness of that awakening to get fully to the other side, many of us if not all of us, find some way to give it back, to work for the greater good. 
Now, this show, this is a large-scale, big old, obvious giving back. This is a show in mental health. And in having the courage and the backbone to go out into the world with my story, another influencer said to me recently, putting yourself out there on the internet is like standing on a busy street naked, letting, letting everyone come at you. By getting through to the other side of my own awakenings, my self-love muscles have developed and they are strong. And that is a glorious side effect of pursuing moving through the awakening to get to the other side versus sweeping it under the rug. This positive side effect is that I am strong enough now to show up and use what was once pain for the greater good. Now, don't let your critical voice chime in here going, oh my goodness, how am I going to give back? What am I doing? Nikki's got this show and is doing this big thing with it. What am I doing in my life? Do not let the critical voice do that to you, please. Like I said, this is a blatant sort of giving back. It's a huge tangible thing, and that makes it real easy to see. Do not underestimate or devalue how powerful it is to walk your world using your self-love muscles from your own awakenings. And that shows up when a parent takes a deep breath to form a response instead of a reaction. And in that moment, you are living the truth of breaking cycles on your family tree and setting that child up for emotional success and well-being in this life. When you smile at a stranger or offer them a compliment or have the energy to help out a friend in need with generosity, you are sharing your awakening by sharing your positive energy, by having gotten to a place where you have the positive energy to share. By interacting with more grounded, centered energy, you are having more life-affirming interactions of joy and lightness and love for your grown-up self, for your inner child, and for anybody you interact with. So ultimately, leaning into our awakenings gets us to more love, first as self-love and then as expansive love for this tribe of humans that we cohabitate with on this planet. Maybe after hearing this episode, you'll be able to help your next rude awakening just be a little less rude. I have an exciting announcement. This is the first time that I'm announcing out here on the show that I have developed a brand new course for you. It's called Emotional Strength Training, 30 Days to Peace. Listen to the end to get a discount code. I created this because peace is our birthright. And a dysfunctional childhood, a chaotic or neglectful childhood, essentially makes someone develop in life by practicing stress, by practicing anxiety, by practicing perfectionism and not good enough, by practicing tension, overthinking, overwhelm in mind and body. A brutal, critical voice develops. I've created this course to give you one tiny, simple thing to practice each day as you live for 30 days to flip the script on this dynamic, to practice the peace you so very much deserve. When I work one-on-one -on -one with someone, I often say, so it seems like you know that you deserve to feel peaceful, to stress less, to think less, and you want to, but you can't make your body feel what your mind knows. Every single client I've ever said this to has desperately said yes to this question. 
Emotional Strength Training 30 Days to Peace is the course. Each day's lesson is 7 to 15 minutes, no more. That's all. 30 different, simple, powerful activities, meditations, visualizations, and existential exercises to get your head knowledge into heart and body knowledge. When you spend a lifetime practicing stress and you realize that, maybe it's even a rude awakening to realize this, our next step is to understand that we have the power to spend the rest of our days practicing peace. This is the course to tell you how. There's no fluff. There's no background education. There's no me talking for a long time. There's just, hey, here is the lesson. Do this one little thing today to practice peace. The moment you sign up, you start. That's day one. Emotionalbadass.com backslash peace. Use code BADASS, B-A-D-A-S-S, to get 30% off of this 30 days to peace course. Remember Patreon people, we always have the biggest coupon there for you. So if you've been sitting back, not jumping on Patreon, and you want to get a bigger discount code to emotional strength training, 30 days to peace, now is your time to finally make the leap and come hang out with us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful, light, love, peace. And I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Bye-bye.